You are listening to This is Oklahoma, hosted by Mike Hearn, telling stories of Oklahomans and those that have made it their home. What's up, guys? Welcome back to another episode of This is Oklahoma. Mike Hearn here, your host, back with another episode up in Edmond today at Sling Bungee Fitness. Did That's I get that right? Huge. I literally looked at the sign walking in the door, and then I just get brain freeze when I, I'm like looking for a sign. It's not one. Um, but I'm up in Edmond today with Candice Williams to talk about how incredible the sling bungee fitness is because if you go to your social media you have a great social media and if you see like the videos and and just i'm sure the people who come here and your members have so much fun working out which is hard to say for a lot of places right it really is especially when you're adding cardio to the mix of anything Mm -hmm. uh to have fun doing cardio is just it's a it's a well blended combination so if people can do cardio and have fun while they're doing it it's it's a success yeah well, before we get into the business and everything else, give the listeners a little bit of context. How do you end up in Edmond? How do you end up in Oklahoma? So Edmond, I was born and raised in Edmond. Mm-hmm. Uh, my husband was military, so we actually traveled a little bit after he got married. Uh, but Edmond is like, I say it's like the black hole, right? It just sucks you right back in. Yeah. I never planned on, on obviously coming back to Edmond. We were just going to explore and be the young couple that went and moved wherever we mm-hmm. wanted to. And then we had kids and we moved back to Edmond. So <laughs> really yeah. not a fascinating story. It's just uh, born and raised here and moved away for a little bit and came back. Mm-hmm. Uh, so you met your husband here? I did. Yes. Uh, yeah, we, we met each other on, on several occasions. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, you know, we ended up finding each yeah. other kind of at the right time, so to speak. And, sure. Yep. Uh, so when you came back, what was that like when you came back? Uh, not much had changed. Yeah. <laughs> Still the same. It's what I remember it uh, from high school and middle school and growing up. Um, I mean, it's grown, mm-hmm. obviously. You know, when I was here, there was, you know, just a little strip down Broadway that had some restaurants. And obviously, Edmond has grown significantly yeah. uh, since I graduated, which I graduated in 2000. So definitely mm-hmm. it's it's grown. Yeah. So with the fitness side of things, so was fitness always a part of your life growing up? Like, have you been a kind of a fitness person just ingrained in you so yeah from the time that I was a little kid I was Mm -hmm. always active uh when I was uh young in fact I actually found my calling a little bit later when I was nine years old uh I started doing gymnastics cartwheels back handsprings things like that my mom just said you know what this is going to be your sport I was playing t-ball and and soccer at the same time and I was doing round offs in the Mm -hmm. outfield so my mom's like maybe we should switch sports here so at nine I started gymnastics and moved up levels pretty quickly. Mm -hmm. I actually became a level 10 gymnast by the time I was about 14. So climbed up the gymnastics ladder pretty quickly. And starting nine is starting late in gymnastics, isn't it? Yeah, it's really. You're like, I want to, people who have maybe have kids or aspire to have kids that want to get into gymnastics, like they start basically as they're walking. Yeah. (laughs) Before they're out of diapers, you know, this is, that's pretty common. Most of the people that I was doing gymnastics with had been in gymnastics since they were, you know, like I said, in diapers, (laughs) they started early. I'm sure there's an interesting dynamic with people who have 
kids who've got into it from a young age that just did it from from walking and diaper age and they were really good at it and then just got like burned out really early yeah and, and it didn't take long honestly because I, I mean I moved up 10 levels you know if I mean not really 10 levels I started competing at at level six and then yeah. moved up to 10 fairly quickly so you know I didn't really have that burnout until really the end yeah uh, it was a lot of fun for me you yeah. know watching you know just really challenging myself and and see how much I could do without killing myself was really <laughs> part, right. of the, part of the challenge but yeah, yeah I, had a, I had a lot of fun with it it was it, I was naturally gifted uh honestly at gymnastics it was something that came mm -hmm. somewhat easy to me so I had a lot of fun with it yeah it's something that like for me I, I mean being now looking at the bar and seeing people do cartwheels and stuff on the I mean was it four six inches mm -hmm. or whatever it's it is inches, like yeah. just like I would break something and I would hurt myself a lot oh but... uh, yeah we did <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It wasn't uncommon. It was yeah. just, you know, but learning from an early age that, uh, that I was, I was fearless. Like I just, I would look at something and see it as a challenge and mm -hmm. not necessarily something that was like, can I do that? It was like, how can I do that? Right. So, uh, I, I think for me and, and just naive probably as a yeah. kid being like, I want to try and flip as many times as I can right. in the air, yeah. adding twist, you know, and, and let's, let's see how far we can get with that. And it was a lot of fun for me. Mm -hmm. And I think that that's just part of the dynamic as a kid when you're a gymnast, just yeah. like fearless and just, you know, you've got to have that confidence you, in you. Yeah. I mean, even if it is naive, you know, yeah. even if it's like, you just don't know what you don't know. Yeah. So, uh, did you have like brothers and sisters growing up to compete with? And like, does your competitive side and sporting side come from that oh, as well? Oh, for sure. Yeah. I had an older brother. Mm -hmm. Um, and I would always be like the Tom girl, right, right. That would go out with my brother and he would play flag football with his friends in the neighborhood. And I was right there. I was short and little, but you can't count me out, you know, cause I yeah. could grab those flags off of flag football, you know, very, mm -hmm. very quickly. So I was just a tomboy growing up. I like flag football, you know, we played pig and horse yeah. on basketball and all the mm -hmm. things. So I really like to stay active, but to be honest with you, I mean, gymnastics took up majority yeah. of my life. So, uh, yeah. I did have an older brother and then my mom, uh, had, uh, what she would call a surprise, you yeah. know, that, uh, so we're 14 years age difference between me and my youngest brother. Gotcha. So I, I had more of a dynamic, obviously more of a closer relationship with my oldest brother. Yeah. My youngest brother ended up being, you know, almost like yeah. a kid to me because I, I was there all the <laughs> yeah. time, you know, well, so babysitting yeah, I was yeah. built in babysitter. Yeah. I quit gymnastics and that became my full-time job yeah. after that. So, so when you, you get to level 10, are you, how, so you said you're about 14 at that age. Mm -hmm. Are you thinking, I was probably too early to think that I want to do this for the rest of my life. Right. I mean, what, with it, high school and going on and then like potential college, that's kind of too early to think where you want to go. Well, you're definitely futuristic when you're sure. thinking gymnastics, because if you don't have a goal, then, you know, you might as well just stop. Right. Uh, so my goal was always the Olympics. Okay. Um, I trained at Dynamo for a long time and, Steve Nuno, who is the coach there, was mm -hmm. also Shannon Miller's coach. So we were there at the same time. Yeah. And so Steve Nuno had, had visited with my dad a little bit. My dad and him played golf and it was kind of like, hey, I see a lot of yeah. potential with your daughter. And so there was always this, uh, this voice in the back of my head and also mm -hmm. towards, you know, coaches visiting with my parents. So like, sure. hey, this could be her future and, and we want to see how far she can make it. So Olympics was always the goal. Okay. Uh, when 
you know, 96 Olympics happened, you're thinking, okay, well, you know, come four years later, how much can I develop and how much can I learn? But to be honest, even in that four years in gymnastics, Mm -hmm. time feels like eternity. I mean, four years is a lot of work, five hours a day, six days a week. Yeah. And then if not making it, you're like, I've just wasted four years. Right. There's so many athletes like that. Absolutely. And it's unbelievable when you look at the ice skating as well. Like the athletes, is it that there's a Russian, I think, ice skater that's been in so many Olympics and you'd like, how are you still how doing How are you doing this? it? And in gymnastics, you really just have a short amount of time, yeah. right? I think Svetlana Boginskaya, I remember that name so well, but she was a Russian gymnast and she was 22. Yeah. I believe she was somewhere around there whenever she competed at the Olympics. And all of us gymnasts were like, wow, 22. Yeah. If she could do it, maybe I can, you know? So even right. took this transition of 14 through 16 age group at the Olympics and kind of, you know, flipped it like, Hey, yeah. maybe we have another, but you we don't though. Chance. She you was, don't. she yeah. was a beast. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And gymnastics is such like a powerhouse in, in, especially down at OU, isn't it? I mean, they're yeah. very good at it. Absolutely. And that was kind of the next it. idea was to take, uh, gymnastics into college years. And gotcha. I just, I didn't make it at the age of 14. My body yeah. had seen enough. So when you get to, I guess, going through high school and you get to 18, where do you go to college then? Like what happens around that time? So I actually became, you know, it was kind of one of those things as a gymnast, you really just, that's your only mindset. Mm-hmm. Um, but all throughout uh, part of middle school and high school, I became a competitive cheerleader. So I did competitive cheerleading was probably the best thing that I could have done. Yeah. You know, that was closest to gymnastics. I still got to tumble. I still got to be thrown up in the, the air. energy I mean, levels are similar. Yeah. Yeah. It's a little bit different. Gymnasts are a little bit more quiet and reserved mm-hmm. and they're very concentrated and, you know, cheerleading your you know, screaming and smiling and, you know, you got your hair up in a high pony and all the things. So it's a little bit different. The dynamic was a little bit different, but I still enjoyed my stuff. I I still got a tumble. So Mm -hmm. really the idea was to take competitive cheer into college. Gotcha. Um, But I never did. I never went to college. Okay. I graduated high school. I got a job right out of high school that was paying pretty decent money. Yeah. And uh, to be honest with you, academics was never my forte. It was mm-hmm. always sports, sports, sports. Yeah. So really when I graduated and I wasn't taking cheerleading on to OU, which to be honest with you, I was a four-year competitive cheerleader yeah. as well. All-American. My coaches did want to send me off to college. I just yeah. didn't Could have been fully paid for, right? Well, it could have been mostly paid, paid for. for yeah, yeah, absolutely. Especially yeah. if I decided to go to ODU, which was the idea. It yeah. was the plan. I just... You got the job. Someone waved some money in your face. Like, hey, this yeah, is a great job. Yeah, I think I did. I got a little sidetracked. Yeah. yeah. And I think, you know, you just... When athletics is a part of your life for so long, mm. you're just kind of... You're just so tired yeah. by the time that you graduate, it's which intense. is silly because you're just, Very you're intense. 18, you're young. Right. But at the same time, you're like, man, I just need time I've off. done this for the last nine years. <laughs> right. Let me just work a regular break. job. <laughs> not so physical. Maybe yeah. just. And then work out for fun, right? Not like right. a job or work Absolutely. or, you know, towards a goal. Uh, so what was that job when you were 18? So I was, uh, it started off actually as a, as a bed tech uh-huh. at a tanning salon uh-huh. and the manager walked in and she had to change bulbs and she was real frustrated cause she couldn't get one of the acrylic uh-huh. lids off of the top. And so I came in and I just start unscrewing and I'm popping and I'm visiting with her and she just sat down and she was like, you know, you're you're so young, you're 18, but like, I feel like we're losing potential with you here as a vet tech. Like, I I really want to offer you a management position. She goes, which is, I'm going to have to have a conversation with the owner because having somebody 18 manage an actual salon is 
It's a, yeah, it's that's a stat. big responsibility and yeah. we don't have anybody under the age of 35. So it, it it's kind of just fell into my lap, a management mm-hmm. position. And then I ended up managing multiple yeah. uh, tanning locations. So that became my full time yeah. job after that. And just, yeah, I was making pretty decent money at the age well, of 18. Yeah. And age of 18, like having all that life experience, right. And having to manage people that might be older than you and, and just, oh, right. that's a, that thrown in the deep end. That's a lot of, right. Lot and of that's pressure, a challenge, you yeah. know, to be 18 asking somebody who's 35 right. you know and telling them kind of what to do is, uh, is yeah. <laughs> you know there's there's something that you, you really have to kind of overcome challenges like that mm. and, and being taken seriously and taking your job seriously I think was the most important thing but I had that worth ethic it was just yeah. you know trying to figure out kind of where I belonged and where 18 year olds can, can manage 35 year olds yeah. well right. I, I had to learn how to do that so you do that um, you've met your husband at this point you know what? Yes, I okay. did. Yep. Uh, and then I guess so. He's in the military, and then does he get shipped out? And you're like, right, we're going. Yeah, it was uh, it was pretty crazy. We got engaged, and we had always planned on getting married in August. That mm. would have been our year anniversary. Uh, he had already proposed. We started. My mom owned a wedding chapel, so mm. I already had my wedding pretty yeah. much picked out. <laughs> it's been planned for a long time. It had been planned. <laughs> yeah. It was like you know what? I love this cake. I mean, my mom was a she was a wedding coordinator, had her own wedding chapel, mm. so I I already knew what all the cakes looked like. I yeah. already knew what the invitations looked like. You know, it was something that I. Uh, I just knew. So when him and I got engaged, it was like, oh, okay, well, we'll prepare for our wedding. We'll get married in August. And back in the day, I mean, this was after September 11th. So a lot of people were getting deployed Mm. and he had a deployment pager. So we were told if that pager ever went off, bags needed to be packed and ready. I mean, we didn't have cell phones back then. We had pagers, right? Yeah, yeah. I remember my dad having one. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, yeah. So this is back in the day of pagers and uh, he just had the pager next to his nightstand and it never went off until it did. And then we hear it buzz and I was like, so what's what's that mean? And he goes, I don't know. I've got to have to call this number back and figure out what that means. So he got a page on Sunday he called them back and said, Hey, we need you ready for deployment. We need to, you know, you need to come to this base. You need to be ready for deployment by Friday. So this wasn't like a year preparation. This This was like Friday, like this Friday Yeah, it's, you know, you know, it's May and you're leaving Friday. And so we had that decision of like, well, your mom owns a wedding chapel. Do we want to get married before you go? And um, that's exactly what happened. Damn. I talked to my mom and I said, Hey, I know you're a wedding planner. Have you ever planned a wedding in three days? <laughs> so yeah. my mom's like, of course you would do this to me, you know? <laughs> <laughs> so it was funny. My mom got remarried the year yeah. previous. And so I wore my mom's wedding dress. I had all this stuff picked out. My mm. mom made all of her connections and said, Hey, can we make this happen? So yeah. we got married on a Wednesday. It was and actually it May together. 7th. It came together. Yeah. Awesome. Three days. Yeah. So then he's shipped off. He shipped off. Yeah. yeah. Luckily, um, he, there was a medic, a need for a medic mm-hmm. in Texarkana, Texas. Mm-hmm. And, uh, he just, he got contacted and they said, Hey, you were one of the best medics we had. We're actually getting shipped off to Texarkana, Texas. My husband's like, that's 10 times better where I was going. Like 100%, so yeah. he got, actually, he got deployed for a year in Texarkana, Texas. Okay. And I actually got to move out there three or four months in. We got to yeah. actually spend our first year somewhat together for that's the majority good. of the time. So when he got deployed, it was the best case situation that we could Best yeah, case scenario right. Because it could be you could be married in in three days, and then you're like, I don't see you for my entire first year of marriage because right. you're overseas or somewhere. Because you're in Iraq, Iraq or Iran. Yeah, 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 a lot of people were getting shipped off to Iran, yeah. so it was definitely uh, definitely for a 
young married couple. Right. This is actually just yeah. It, I I could understand deployment, but I didn't have to understand it to the yeah. extent of, of what most people did. So so where does like the Okay, so I, I understand obviously you're big in fitness growing up, big in sports growing up, and then you have the tanning stuff. Were you still actively like working out in fitness while you were at the tanning? So not so much. I just took a yeah, I just pretty much took a hiatus for right. all the things exercise and it's all healthy. the things fitness. Like I was, yeah. you know, it was fine. I would work out every once in a while, but really, honestly, no. I mean, mm. I just my mind shifted gears and I went into work mode versus fitness mode. So it really. It, I would say that all of that came back, like after I got married, mm-hmm. you know, it's like, hey, let's, I just want to be active. That's yeah. just who I am. Um, so yeah, I would say that the fitness kind of came back probably mid twenties, yeah. you know, you get married and you start putting on weight and you're like, hey, wait, oh, yeah. I need to make fitness a priority again. Uh, so yeah, I, I, I would definitely have my moments of working out. I just loved all different kinds mm-hmm. of sports and activities and I hated running. I actually really hate running. I hate yeah, cardio. Same. Um, some people do it to like get out of their head and it's like the opposite for me. I, I start running and I think of all the things that I need to do. Yeah. Uh, so really it's very a stressful cardio for me. Uh, but I loved all things mm-hmm. that, that had something to do with sports or if I could get out of my head through like yeah. a dance cardio class or something like that. I really yeah. enjoyed that Zumba. I like Zumba. Yeah. So, so then you, you I guess you, you, we'll fast forward to you coming back to Edmond. Um, you know, you, you come home, you've got kid on the way or kids. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm sure you're happy to come home. Mom's happy to see you and have great, you know, we do the whole grandparent thing and you're happy to have a babysitter. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, do you go like to get a, re- a job then or do you think, hang on a second, I'm going to go and open my own business? So, uh, I, yeah, no, I, so my mom owned a business, my uncle's own businesses, mm-hmm. uh, just entrepreneurial spirit sure. probably just is very deep, you know? Yeah. So, so I, it's there. Right? It's, there. Like, yeah. it's there. I just don't know where, right. you know, and I, and I didn't know what to do, but, uh, just to kind of reminder to kind of put everything into perspective, how this came to be was, uh, I was just had my second one, so my second child, and I have two daughters. One's Josie, and one one's is Evie, and Josie's my oldest daughter. When I had Evie, and after I gave birth, and you know, I'm spending my first year with her. I'm just not feeling right. right. I feel something's wrong and I'm just like man I'm not bouncing back after pregnancy not really sure what's happening I got a really bad stomach bug in fact I think it was probably food poisoning because I was really really sick and I never recovered from that so I got really sick and just energy levels were completely down I was in immense pain I just no idea what was going on Mm -hmm. with my body and I was bedridden for like yeah. most of this stuff, like pains that I had never experienced, even with a gymnast, that's pretty, I mean, that's pretty telling, right? Cause yeah. gymnasts have injuries all the time and they're in a lot of pain all the time. So this was a whole new level of pain. And I just, I, I realized, man, my health is wrong. Something's wrong with me. I don't have energy to get up and take care of my kids mm-hmm. really laying in bed. 80% of the day. I was just, uh, I couldn't even manage energy to go to the grocery store. I mean, yeah. that's sad. Really you know, out. that was yeah. just, I felt like I had the flu, but obviously I don't have a fever or things or not, yeah. uh, you know, adding up to me being sick for multiple months sure. in a row. 
So one day I woke up, I was talking to my husband on the phone, very winded. And he's like, you know, you sound really winded. And I was like, yeah, you know, and I'm looking at my hands and they're really blue. And I come, he comes home, he looks at my hands. He's like, you need to go to the hospital like that. You need to go get taken care of. So I go to the hospital and, you know, they thought I was having a pulmonary embolism, like all this stuff. I'm getting rushed to all these places in the emergency room. Come to find out they take my uh, ANA titer levels, which is kind of how they diagnose you with autoimmune disease. Mm -hmm. Uh, But it was the first episode that I had of Raynaud's. So that was just kind of a key indicator that something was going on with my body. There wasn't great circulation going on. So that was kind of the start of the journey of autoimmune disease. So they they diagnosed me with Raynaud's. I ended up going to a rheumatoid arthritis uh, center. And so my rheumatologist was like, yes, we've figured out what it is. It's called mixed connective tissue disease. So not to be confused with connective tissue disease, it's actually uh, five different types of autoimmune disorders. Okay. So it's called mixed connective tissue disease, very rare, uh, but I feel like, okay, now we have a diagnosis, let's move right. forward with treatment. So that's kind of where it started. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah, wow, that's a lot, right? It is a lot, yeah. yeah. I mean, I'm a, I'm a mom of two, I don't have much energy, and I get diagnosed with an autoimmune disorder. And the, and the most frustrating thing to me is that I'm a very active being. Right. Right, so here I am like, wow, God created me to be a very active being, and I'm spending a year in my bed. Like, yeah. this is hard. Yeah. That was really hard. I went through a lot of depression just because it was like, my identity is mm-hmm. really wrapped up in a physical, mm-hmm. you know, I'm a very physical being, and so being athletic and... You know, yeah. just high energy and just always yeah. being that person for other people. As I mean, well. from the time that I was like a kid, I mean, yeah. I was born to be, you know, athletic. And yeah. so this was a really big challenge for me. This, I, was very depressed because I felt like my identity is very wrapped up in, mm-hmm. into that, um, that physical aspect of myself. So really, I just, I really struggled that whole year. I'm a person of faith. So I really struggled with mm-hmm. God that entire year too. I mean, yeah. me and him wrestled quite a bit. It was like, hey, you made me like this. Right. Don't forget, you made me like this. And so I don't understand why I'm having to go through this suffering and why I'm having to, mm-hmm. you know, kind of face these things. And so, yeah, I wrestled with God a lot yeah. that year. And it turned out that the very thing that kept me down was the very thing that birthed what you're sitting in today. Because yeah. it was like, man, I, I couldn't do activities anymore. I couldn't run. You know, I couldn't do Zumba. I couldn't do dance cardio. Right. I couldn't do anything. Everything had to be low impact. Like, we're, we're talking about these spurs that were growing into my Achilles tendon. So yeah. I couldn't even walk barefooted on my floor without severe pain. So I was having to walk around my house with high heels on. Like, yeah. it was weird. I'd wake Great up in the morning. Workout, <laughs> <laughs> I was just, I would wake yeah. up in the morning and put my high heels on just so I could walk around the house without severe pain. And wow. so it, it was one of these things. I saw this video and I, it was a viral video of mm-hmm. bungee fitness. And I'm watching these people and they're landing on their feet. And I'm like, wow, that looks like their impact is greatly reduced. Right. So I started doing a lot of research. Like where is bungee fitness around me? And there just wasn't, yeah. there wasn't anything in the States. I mean, videos that we're watching, there was five, I think in the nation here in the United States. Yeah. It's very new. There wasn't anything in Edmond, Oklahoma that I was going to be finding to go do a bungee fitness. So I started doing research and then I showed my husband this video and I'm like, hey, don't you think I could work out if I'd had something like this? And so for Christmas, he bought me my first little bungee kit. It's, it's, you know, what we could find at the time anyway. So he buys me some bungee equipment. What was real funny is that, you know, one of the challenges of bungee fitness is that you have to have an anchor point, you know, on your ceiling and you have to have all of that. So me and my husband start 
walking like where are we gonna put this and I was like let's go put it out in the garage so we open up our garage door lo and behold we didn't even notice this right we've lived there for 10 years we didn't even notice this but we walk out in the garage and there's a cross iron mounted uh, mount up to the ceiling that has this little eye bolt connected to it (laughs) and I was like what the heck is that and he was like I think that's what they use to 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 pull engines out of a car gotcha. like it's yeah, it. yeah, yeah. so we just assumed the person that lived there before us worked yeah, on engines for a living or whatever it, whatever is. Yeah, it was yeah, yeah. it didn't matter it bode well for us yeah, <laughs> we walk yeah. out there and there is this you know cross iron beam with an eye bolt already attached to it and it was just like that was a really big sign big right sign. of like okay yeah. wow one of the challenges down you know so we bought this bungee equipment and I just for the first time really in months I'm out there and I can start like walking Mm. and a little bit of running putting a little bit of weight on that Achilles tendon and on my joints and I'm like a kid I mean I just like lit up my husband starts seeing like I there's a new me coming out right yeah Yeah. so I feel like it it took a little bit of time but just putting this thing on and being able to run was like Mm -hmm. a whole new me and my husband knows me well, right? I said that right. entrepreneur, yeah. you know, runs deep. And he came home one day and he sees me out in the garage. Like he left, okay? I'm in the bungee. He yeah. comes back. Still I'm still in, in the bungee. You know, my girls are out there yeah. writing chalk on the driveway. I mean, people are driving by. Like, what the heck is this lady doing? <laughs> Bouncing in around in the garage. Like, what the heck is happening? <laughs> I didn't even care, you know? I yeah. just fly in my garage. My girls were outside playing and my husband comes home. So at this point, I had obviously progressed a lot. My body is actually becoming a lot more fit. I feel like, you know, I'm uh, healing my body, obviously, through the autoimmune disorder, through my rheumatologist, where, you know, we've got that under control, and now I'm just getting back to physical activity. My husband pulls up to the garage, and without me saying a word, I just look at him, and he was like, the answer's yes. (laughs) Like... If you want to open a studio, the answer is yes. And I was like, that's all I needed, you know? And as long as my husband's on board, if he Uh says yes, then, I mean, try and stop me, you know? So, I mean, that's where it started. I I wrote out a business plan. I decided, you know what, I'm going to open a studio here in Mm -hmm. not just Edmond, Oklahoma, but open the fifth bungee fitness studio in the nation. It's kind of huge. Wow, that's I mean, it's crazy that it's still only just like it's, it's still a little thing, right? I mean, it's, it's yeah. amazing that there's not that many of these. No, right? there's Which not. Which is great for you. Yeah, it, it, yeah, yeah, it's great for us. We we actually um, when we started bungee fitness it was kind of one of those things there's five studios in the nation there's not really a mentorship there's not somebody who's like hey here's how you open your own bar or yoga studio here's abc it was like brand new to us we're innovating things we're pioneering Mm -hmm. things we're trying to figure out how does this business work and honestly our method what we do inside of sling is is different than what other people are doing in their studios and i and i saw that i saw the what they were doing it's their own unique style one was more aerial arts right they're kind of flying it looks more aerial arts and then I look at you know other sides of bungee fitness and it was more like you know boot camp style like run 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 you know drop and give me 20 burpees kind of thing and I wanted something kind of in the middle I wanted something choreographed but I also wanted something that the everyday average Joe could come in and do Mm -hmm. I wanted something just fun enough that would catch people's attention but I also wanted it basic enough that people could come in and not feel sure like this was something that they couldn't do. Yeah. So my method, like what I created and developed is my own method that I created in okay. my garage. Like how do I 
fly, but how do I also make this simple enough that everybody else can, can catch yeah. this, right? So that's where I'm starting to revert back to gymnast days and technique and footwork. Yeah. And, you know, so everything that was created and developed was is very methodical. Like mm-hmm. how I've created even footwork and uh, routines that's simple enough that yeah. everybody can do it, but fun enough that it captivates people and wants them to come back. Sure. And that's kind of the goal. Because when you look at Bungie Fitness Studio, some people see that kind of as a as a, a niche, but also novelty. Sure. And this is not novelty here. People come mm-hmm. in here and they lose weight. I mean, they're yeah. changing their body. They're getting cardio in. They're getting plyometrics. They're getting resistance mm-hmm. training. I mean, we've seen some amazing transformations yeah. around here. And I think that that's my goal as Sling, is to change the perception it's not a novelty fitness. This is a fantastic cardio. We're keeping our heart rate 180, yeah. you know, 160 to 180 resistance training it's hard work like uh, people see it it's fun oh i'm sure it is yeah yeah, it's a lot of hard work too and the thing is with like people you know who or women or whoever it is that are getting into a workout for the first time it's nerve-wracking isn't it it's an you know like i I always picture like me walking into a crossfit gym i'm like this is hell to me i don't want to do anything in this gym right everybody's watching me oh yeah but you come in here and everyone seems to be having you know you watch the videos everyone everyone is having a blast and you can bring a friend and like you said it's it's something that if you've never done it before you can walk in with no athletic ability and figure it out right and and enjoy it as well right And, and i think the biggest comment that we get from people is like well i'm just not dancey dancey or i've just never been in sports before you would be surprised at how many people walk in here without this like history like Mm -hmm. you don't have to be this level 10 gymnast you don't have to be this competitive cheerleader like you don't that that's that is so far away from and that's where I wanted this to be right I wanted this to be um, just the right mixture of fun and just the right mixture of Mm -hmm. technique and I feel like when people walk in and they come and do it they realize like oh like this is something that I can do yeah Yeah, maybe the footwork is a little bit catchy but like it's just interesting I would say probably 70% of our members would tell you that they were not dancey dancey this this was not the athletics was not their thing and they're coming in sometimes twice a day Mm -hmm. Five days a week sometimes they're working out as much as I did as a gymnast yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. They're, they're loving it that much and I think that that is the most rewarding part of it is seeing my clients walk in and say fitness was not a part of my thing mm-hmm. and to watch them love fitness is something that's just as a business yeah. owner and somebody who just kind of had this idea in my garage that's probably the most rewarding part yeah and also like Okay, fitness is like a great byproduct of working out, but just the mental aspect too, right? Like you, oh, you definitely sure. saw a mental change from, you know, being able to, to work out and get back to what you used to do rather than being sat on the couch and hurting to go walk. A hundred percent. And we're seeing, we're seeing climbing numbers even during a pandemic, mm-hmm. probably cause we're, you know, we're spaced like in here, we're spaced eight feet apart. Yeah. You know, we're, we have a decent yeah. uh, spacing and there's limited amounts of people in here. Sure. So I feel like people are like, Hey, this is a good place to work out cause we're spaced right. out so far but even so I mean people are being I mean they're stuck in their houses there's a lot of struggle right now mentally people just kind of navigating you know what what does a pandemic look like Mm -hmm. you know and there there's a lot to be said about people just feeling isolated and you know that fitness part stops so yes great mentally for me it was great just because it was like and and some people who come in here too are struggling with the same thing I did right right? maybe they blew out their knee when they were in high school through their athlete you know Mm -hmm. 
uh-huh. they're an athlete and they blew out their knee or something. And, and so they've always struggled with, man, I can't do high impact anymore, but man, yeah. I love to be fit. So, I mean, it really, you could have the person that has a story like me mm-hmm. where it's like, I haven't been able to work out in years and we see yeah. them working out again. And then we have the people like, I never worked out the pendulum swung right the right. opposite way. And they're like, I've never worked out before. We just see such a variety awesome. of people. And I think, yes, you're right. It is absolutely physical, but it is absolutely mental as well. Mm-hmm. When people leave here, they feel good. And I also think that's why part of the success behind right. sling is just when people leave, they feel good. They're not going home, waking up the next day with joints, yeah. killing them. You know, they're right. actually yeah, waking yeah, up, yeah. feeling like they got a decent workout. And, and obviously the mental aspect yeah. of it is just. Tell, tell me about the, like the fit, not the fitness, the kind of health benefits obviously is working out, but from like an impact point, right? Because that's right. why, that's the main thing that people aren't going and running or, or doing squats or working out. Like they, the bungee is there to help you. So right. t- tell me like how all that works and how that. So it, it, without actually seeing it, you'll have to go on and see kind of the videos of uh-huh. how bungee fitness works. But all of your weight is what's attached in bungee cords. So whatever you weigh on the scale, gotcha. we're putting a certain number of bungee cords on to accommodate that weight gotcha. above. So when you're doing squats, you're actually having to do resistance training. You're having to pull yeah. all that weight down which people, mm-hmm. you know, it's, yeah, yeah, it's, it's, it's just a unique way of doing squats, mm-hmm. right? You're yeah. using resistance training with squats. Then when we do cardio, so anytime that we run, anytime that we do any kind of plyometrics in the air, yeah. um, your impact is reduced 70 to 80%. So instead of somebody landing hundred percent right. on their weight, I mean, I, I, to be honest with you, I love CrossFit. I really yeah. enjoyed it. I love doing box jumps. I loved lifting heavy stuff yeah. and it was just something that I couldn't do anymore. This has the potential potential of kind of competing with CrossFit in the way that it's just like cardio wise, Mm -hmm. it's a lot of work. I mean, we're, we're getting our cardio up quite a bit, but we're reducing a lot of impact, which, um, some people don't need, Mm -hmm. but for, you know, for a lot of people, it's like, man, just to be able to land 70% reduced impact and jog and things like that is, um, is a benefit for a lot of people. Is the majority of your client base female? It is. Okay. Yes. Yeah, I was coming up here. My wife's like, "You should try it." I'm like, I, "No, <laughs> <laughs> you could try it. You can try it." So I'm it's it's weird how that kind of coined a female thing. Yeah, um, because I have a lot of guys that were like, "Man, I wish it was more of a guy thing." And I'm yeah. like, "It is, it a, guy is a guy thing. You right, just come on down. You yeah. just have to try it." And I think that. I don't know if it's just yeah. kind of one of those things that a lot of females come in and it's a. I mean, it's choreographed to routine, sure. so there's some, you know, maybe some like idea that because yeah. it's choreographed to a routine that I wonder if you you have like a guy who's a dancer that would come in and be like oh yeah I can do this totally well and we do boot camp classes gotcha. so we definitely have a variety of classes yeah. and I, I I mean to be honest with you I don't know if it's a a, a mental thing for a guy to be like I don't know if that's much of a workout sure. you know what I mean right which yeah. we have a lot of fun yeah whenever we change their mind in the middle of a workout yeah. and they're like man that's no joke right like the, the average man's going no I'm going to go to the gym and lift weights and be sore <laughs> right. for, for four days that, straight but that's real that's, that, yeah. I mean that's real that's uh, most girls go to like a dance cardio class yeah. I'm not saying the girls don't lift because they do they do yeah. but you know it, it's 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 probably just an idea yeah. now when guys need cardio because they blew out their knee and all that stuff and they can't figure out what right. to do they find me they, for yeah, sure definitely have you guys been on the news yet with this stuff we have yeah okay good yeah we we 
were on the news a couple of times. Um, is this a great state or what? Yeah. Came out uh-huh. and yeah, they reached out to us That's and awesome. it's just, it, it's been a lot of fun because, you know, we started out as this little studio mm-hmm. and we really actually didn't have great success our first year. Um, we had a lot of challenges. Right. We, it's such a new business. No one knows is, what it is. Right. right. So yeah. we, we're, we're facing a lot of challenges and unfortunately mm-hmm. we, we faced a lot of expensive challenges our first year. So when we got equipment, uh, when we first initially purchased equipment, it worked great in the garage, yeah. right? So we purchased sure. it for inside the studio and then we get inside the studio and we realize this equipment is not really made for a rigorous workout. Yeah. Our harnesses were failing, our bungee cords were failing. It became this really big issue. Within four months, 90% of my equipment failed. Yeah. That's a big deal. That's a big That's, insurance issue too, it, right? It, if someone well, as a business owner, it is because you don't, you don't want people to get hurt. Yeah, so you're having exactly. to pop off these bungee cords yeah. that are, so I, I reinvested uh-huh. right into another company, got some more bungee cords. I, you know, did my research and yeah. there's really not a whole lot out there on the it's market, right? right? Yeah. Cause it's bungee yeah. fitness. It's like so not new. a lot of people understand this. So yeah. I've repurchased equipment. Some of my uh, instructors had tried my harnesses and were like, this is the most uncomfortable harness. Like I'll never get back in here <laughs> yeah. and bungee cords that just weren't working. Um, so anyway, what I, I basically sat in my studio and was like, I don't know what to do. Like yeah. if my equipment's not working, I don't want to put people at risk. Right. Obviously I'm sitting inside my, I have a pity party basically is what happened. I sat yeah. on my step stool and I just cried. I'm like, I'm, yeah. <laughs> I don't know what to do. All my equipment is failing. Um, but you know, I'm just, uh, I'm one of those people that will probably have a pity party for a day and then I get to work the next day. Right. So I, I started getting to work. I contacted manufacturers from around the nation, just said, Hey, I have an idea. I have a concept Mm -hmm. behind a bungee cord, you know, tell me your thoughts. And they were like, no, (laughs) what are you, what are you doing with it? And I'm like, well, this is what we're doing. And they're like, no. So I got a lot of no's until I got a yes. And I worked with this manufacturer. Um, I mean, they sent me 10, 15 different prototypes until yeah. we got what I thought was a perfect cord. That's awesome. I was like, oh my gosh, this cord is amazing. This is great. It's exactly what we wanted. Yeah. So um, lots of different prototypes with the bungee cord. And then I needed to work on the harness, right? Because mm-hmm. you go on the market today and you look for a quote unquote bungee fitness harness. And really all it is is a rock climbing harness that's just yeah. been manufactured to look like a bungee fitness harness. So everywhere that, and it's opposite, right? And, and rock climbing, you're sitting backwards into your harness mm-hmm. and in bungee fitness, you're doing a lot of forward, yeah. uh, weight shifting. So really these harnesses are not designed around bungee fitness. They're not comfortable. Um, they don't, they don't sit well, right? very uncomfortable. So, um, I went with another manufacturing company and said, Hey, I have an idea. I have a concept. I yeah. have a design. And again, nine different prototypes later, and we have ourselves our own bungee fitness yeah. harness. So we just did that for our own studio. We bought all the bungees in here for us. We bought all the harnesses yeah, yeah. in here for us. And then we started getting phone calls from around the nation of like, where do you have your equipment? Like, yeah. where did you buy that? And it was like, well, we made it. <laughs> like, well, yeah. can we can buy, we buy it? it? <laughs> They're having the same issues that yeah, I did, right? Yeah. The product that they ended up purchasing are now failing on them. And mm-hmm. so um, I never created equipment with the idea of like, sure. I'm going to sell this around the nation. Right. It started happening when people, I realized that like, you know what? I want bungee fitness to be a thing. And if people are doing this and it's unsafe with unsafe yeah. equipment, like I need it. 
I need to help other people, right? Mm-hmm. I want them to to have safe equipment and all of that. So we actually started selling That's different awesome. studios. And the next thing you know, people are like, hey, we don't really have any training. Like, we yeah. don't really know what we're doing. And it's like, well, come on, I'll just tell you everything that I've learned. Yeah. So really, all of this kind of developed into Bungie Fitness Studio. Then we have our own equipment. Yeah. Now it's our own proprietary equipment. And now we have people that are contacting us like, hey, we want to incorporate this. Like, we want to bring this to our hometown. Yeah. So we've trained about 80 studios. That's amazing. Yeah. How to, yeah. How to own and operate a studio. And we're learning with each training, course, right? Because as we're yeah. learning, we're also developing other yeah. people. So we've now got our own yeah. training system. We're selling equipment. We're actually doing a deal with Saudi Arabia and just we're it's just crazy yeah. international licensing we're doing we're doing a lot of a lot of things probably over the course of two months it's just really taken off wow yeah that's that's really really cool it's exciting you know like yeah that's like I have this opportunity you know let's let's open it up let's start it because I absolutely love it I'm working out now I'm, I'm able to work out I'm going in and my entrepreneurial subconscious is saying yes and you should do this and then you go through all the failing of equipment and then out of you, just like by sheer determination, figuring, hang on, we need the better harnesses. Let's just go make our own and figure out how to do that. And bungees too. And other people are like, hang on a second, you know? Right. Like, and then the call starts, the phone starts ringing. And- it does. It starts happening. And the other thing is technique and footwork is kind yeah. of a big deal because people are just kind of flying by the seat of sure. their pants. And there's like, no, there's actually a structure to this. We right. have and a I'm structure. Sure there's no programming. Like in CrossFit, yeah. you can you know sign up to a program or whatever and right. you get it, right? It's monthly subscription and you get your programming every right. workouts every day. Right. So for us, we're kind of, we're really kind of pioneering something yeah. that we feel like was really a need on the market. It was like, hey, we want to give people the mm-hmm. right footwork. We want to give people the right technique equipment obviously yeah. uh, is, is something that's super important when it comes to bungee fitness so you know it's it's very interesting and, very, I, and I've yeah. said this from from the time you know when I talked to my husband it was like you know really truly I feel like when people are are struggling or they're going through really like a midlife crisis yeah. in their own you know in their own way that that really it's that it's it's those sort of pains and it's those sort of sufferings that really mm-hmm. really start working inside of a person and saying you know what how can I be a difference or how can I change what needs to happen so I really think out of every point in my life right every misery that I've ever had all of that has been redirected into a purpose and so for for me personally I I always encourage people like when they're seeing that suffering right and they're going through like the hardest time I'm like hey you know what I mean like you have a purpose out of that I don't know what it is yet but really Mm -hmm. press in so I mean, part of that obviously is being entrepreneurial and sure. or just, you know, owning a business and, and loving people and encouraging them. But then there's mm-hmm. that also that different facet, right? That's like, you know, I really want to encourage people that they, yeah. they're just, they're made for more. They have a purpose mm-hmm. and behind almost every suffering has, has a great right. opportunity. Yeah. And you're like, Hey, I, this is how I've transformed my life and how I figured it out. Now I'm I'm going to show you how to do it, and you won't have to deal with all the things that I had to go through to deal with it. But because you have a plan now, right? Absolutely. And, and you, it's so much easier to help people when you've gone through something. Absolutely. And they respect you a lot more too, because you're like, hey, this is where I was at. Like, here's pictures and videos of me not being able to walk and laying in bed. Right. You know. Right. And it it it's just uh, that's our passion and our goal is to help other studios not to mm-hmm. make the same mistakes that we did because we almost had to close our studio doors. Yeah, yeah. Right. There was such a great like oh we have such a great concept we just don't have the right equipment. Mm-hmm. Um, and I and I obviously I want to help other studios because sure. I know that they're struggling with that same thing like oh my bungee cords are breaking and oh my mm-hmm. harness feels really uncomfortable and my clients aren't coming back. If your clients aren't coming back, yeah. Right. Then you have a novel 
novelty fitness. Mm-hmm. If your clients are coming back, then you have retention and you have yeah. a, a, a structure and of fitness. And you build a culture around that and a community and people love coming to wherever you're doing it. Yep. Yeah. So for people like social media for me is a big part of, of the podcast and a big part of what we do. Um, when you, when everybody, if you if people listening on their phones, go to Instagram, go to reels and just or go to the search bar, click Oklahoma. And when you go to reels, there's only three things that pop up. There's thunder reels of the basketball. Then there's your business reels and they're amazing. And then there's like potential probably weed ones. Now, I mean, your social media presence is really good. Tell me about like, focusing a lot on social media especially for the worldwide reach as well not just oklahoma and edmund and local reach right so instagram facebook is more locally right and and we understand that our genre is very facebook Mm -hmm. uh people who are coming in to work out are between the ages of 35 to 55 so we actually have an older audience Mm -hmm. when it comes to our fitness more novelty would be college age students right so when you think instagram you think right a little bit younger sub 30 uh, right and then you have you have TikTok, right? Which wasn't even on my radar. Let yeah. me, it all started with TikTok. Let's be real, okay. okay? So, pandemic happened, right? Everybody's stuck in their homes, and I'm like, "What is TikTok? Is that even a thing?" Yeah. I download the app, I post a few videos, and then my phone has this like smart capability to like delete apps that haven't been used in a while, yeah, right? Yeah. So I load some app or some uh, videos on TikTok and then the app automatically deletes itself because I just never got on used it, yeah. TikTok. Yeah. And one of my instructors messages me and she's like, please tell me that you realize that you have like multi-million views on one of your TikTok videos. It's <laughs> like, like, what? What is that app again? So, yeah. Hold on, what hold is on, my let me pull it up. Hold on, it's re-downloading, you yeah. know? So I pull it up and sure enough, one of our videos has gone viral. Wow. And so, I mean, that's really exciting, right? Yeah. That like the world is figuring out what bungee fitness is. And right. it's, it's real frustrating when I go to the gas station, like literally you can see it out yeah. the window and I, they're like, what is bungee fitness? And I'm like, yeah. come on, You're dude, like, hey, I've been here for three years. I have a million views so, and you should know. Right? <laughs> I just, I, I'm right across the street. You know, yeah. if I can't even reach a person across the street, how am I going to reach right. Instagram or TikTok or whatever? Mm-hmm. So really it was an exciting moment just because it was like, oh my gosh, bungee fitness is known, yeah. you know, like people are getting to know what this is and 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 listen tiktok is full of like the pendulum swings one way or the other when it comes to comments they either love it or they hate it right or they're like or like like, you're ridiculous how is this even cardio and people just don't understand what they don't understand right they don't understand what they don't understand we would love for them to come try it we offer them a free class every time it's like hey come try this even though you're probably in india and you've (laughs) you'll never even come to my studio because that's tiktok is reaching worldwide right so then we kind of leveraged that a little bit and said hey tiktok follow us on instagram for more videos so we got on instagram we obviously we Mm -hmm. do reels um on instagram and we you know when we post our videos we're doing so in such a way where hopefully we're tagging and reaching people Mm -hmm. um that this would kind of be their genre their their area but it just i mean honestly it's the videos it's the excitement of the fitness Mm -hmm. that is making instagram and Mm -hmm. tiktok a thing Mm -hmm. Um, people are just excited about it. They've never seen it. And then they realize like, what? This isn't in New York. This isn't in California. Where, why, what? This is in Oklahoma. Oklahoma? Really? Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) And I knew that. I knew that when I was bunging in my garage, Oklahoma is like the last to get everything, right? It's like. Which is great if you're a business though, because you can see (laughs) the opportunity there, right? If you travel or you see the East coast or social media, you search and like, Hey, there's something in California is popping. It's going to be here soon. Let me just jump into it. Yeah. So the thing is, is it wasn't 
though. It wasn't anywhere. There was yeah. five in the nation and none of them were in these places that you would expect them mm-hmm. to be. So I'm, I, w- I was like really frustrated in my garage. Like I'm not going to wait another 10 years for Oklahoma to jump yeah. on board with Bungie fitness, you right. know? So that was where I just really was like, no, Oklahoma needs us. Edmund needs us. The world needs us. Yeah, you know, yeah, I have yeah. like these, you know, this big idea of like, you know, being at least, at least Oklahoma had one innovative yeah, form for of sure. fitness that started right. here. And that well, was exciting. The great thing about social media is such a worldwide, worldwide reach, isn't it? And, and who knows the person who, you know, your, your deal from inter- your international deal that's coming up, they might've seen one of your videos. They did. They, they saw go. TikTok. Yeah. So a lot of people who are reaching us internationally to do license yeah. and opportunities and things like that, they're all seeing us through and they're like, we don't have this in our yeah. nation. We don't have this in our area. So they, our want, to get to, they want to be the sole person to have it in that like, nation, area, state, or whatever it is. Absolutely. Yeah. So that's that's where it all started. And to be honest with you, I mean, so social media, the fact that our presence on social media mm-hmm. is actually growing and, the, and the, that's, um, that's one of those things that we're looking at and we're like, wow, this is right. growing every day and it's exciting. It's kind of funny because I don't have time to look at social media. Yeah. You know, I, I really don't. I don't have time to, to even engage on it. I'm running a business, mm-hmm. but to see that my business is engaging other people and that, yeah. you know, people are learning about it, it it's really exciting. Yeah. I, I, I mean, I love telling you know, the older generation, you know, 40, 50, 60 year olds that social media is a thing. And they're like, what? My favorite one is telling people how much like the, the, um, like the, the most someone earned on YouTube last year is like a 10 year old child opening up toys, you know, and it's like $30 million. But <laughs> really, like, my daughters watch those videos, yeah, and you're you like, know, Hang on, how like, is this possible? I'm like, it's a thing, believe me. It is uh, a thing. And I, I'll be 40 this year. So really, yeah. I mean, we're, I'm right on that generation X, right. Where it's kind of like, Mm-hmm. You know, uh, social media has uh, obviously it's something that that we see, but we didn't grow up with social yeah. media. So there's a difference between somebody who grew up with social right. media and it's influencing their life mm-hmm. versus somebody who has never grown up with social media. And yeah. it is just a tool, yeah. you know, and I think that you realize and it is influential. Mm-hmm. Social media does influence and it does encourage and it does, yeah. you know, it, it, it definitely is. There's a reason why it's there and there's a reason why it's growing. Definitely. And then, like I said, once you, once you see success, you double down on it, don't you? Like, okay, now we produce content. We, you know, we put out a one video a day or whatever it is. And, and, you know, you'll get to the point where you might just have someone working social media for you. Oh, and I, and know? I do one of my instructors who's in mm-hmm. here, like she's helping me with all of my, because I can't do everything. Right. And you're right? a mum as well. Too, yeah, yeah. So. You realize yeah. that you're, you realize you're in the bungee you know somebody needs to record me while I'm in the bungee so we we have amazing instructors Mm -hmm. who are here and wanting to make this grow as well because they love it so much so you know there's there's definitely that tool that I that I my instructors are even wanting to help and Mm -hmm. put this on social media and I'm doing what I can to do that too but yes having somebody actually run a social media would be just a long-term dream of mine (laughs) it's there it's I can see it that's awesome yeah so for everyone listening how can they reach out how can they follow you and how can they come take class Okay, so best way to find me is online mm-hmm. at www.slingbungie.com, mm-hmm. and you can book a class through there. Now, we have only eight stations that are running at a time, yeah. so you have to pre-book all of your stations, obviously, mm-hmm. through our website. So you can go and you can book your class online. Um, if you don't know what Bungie Fitness is and you kind of want to get an idea of mm-hmm. what this is, what is this crazy thing that you're talking about, suspending bungees from the ceiling, what yeah. is that? Um, social media, obviously, we have a great Instagram, Sling Bungie. It's at Sling Bungie. You can also go to TikTok that's at Sling Bungie mm-hmm. as well. Facebook, you can find us at Sling Bungie yeah. as well. So any of those handles at Sling Bungie, you'll be able to find us. But at that's least you can awesome. watch videos and get right. an idea of what 
is she even talking yeah, about? Yeah, and of how excited you know you see in every video, how much fun you guys are having. Like that's that's one of the great things about seeing what people work out that are actually enjoying it, right? Like actually, I want to be involved with that rather than seeing you know people sweating on a treadmill miserably running to the absolutely. <laughs> like and, you said. and that and that's the thing. And it was so funny because when I after I had my first daughter. I told myself, I'm going to run yeah. a half marathon. I yeah. hate running so much, right? I just really, really hate it. But if I can do something that I hate for 13.1 miles, mm. there is nothing that I can't yes. do, right? <laughs> so I signed up for a half marathon. I ran that half marathon. So I understand what it means to train in yeah. running. I never get a runner's high. Like, I don't even, that's like foreign language no. to me. I you don't even understand. finish. <laughs> no, I'm like a runner's high. I just, I'm, I'm not high. I'm low. I'm tired. I'm, like you know, I just, I don't understand that. But here, I mean, I I definitely get a bungee high yeah. like there's just so much fun mm-hmm. um that's that's mixed up with this just because it's yeah. like wow when people come in here i can see it on their faces mm-hmm. right they had just right. an awful day or they're struggling with whatever is happening in their life and they're leaving mm-hmm. here with smiles and that i mean i love my job and it's been three years almost since we've been open yeah. and there's not a time that i don't strap in that i don't start smiling the that's second awesome. we start working out yeah it's amazing well, I mean, thank you so much for reaching out uh, and, and, you know, coming on the podcast. It means a lot. Uh, the story's amazing. I love that you guys are, you know, doing international work and, and have become a pioneer in this industry. And I'm sure, you, like I said, you never really thought you would, but you yeah. know, it shows your passion and, and determination to make this better for whoever it is, even if they're halfway across the world. Like, you you know, you want people to enjoy this as much as possible. So, Candice, I really appreciate that. Uh, for everyone listening, I'll post a link down below to the website, social media, TikTok. You can go watch those videos. And yeah, sign up for a class. Come enjoy it. Uh, even if you're a dude. Yeah, even if you're a guy. You'll love it. Thank you so much. We'll catch you next episode. Cheers. Thank you for listening. We are inspired by those around us and hope that you are too. Make sure you subscribe to this podcast on your favorite podcast platform and leave us a review so we can keep telling your stories. For more great Oklahoma content, follow This Is Oklahoma on Facebook and Instagram.